On tonight's special episode of Geeking Poetic Podcast, we are going to rank our favorite classic era animated holiday specials. Classic era meaning 1960s through 1980s, the stuff we grew up with. Are you ready for this? I am ready. How are they going to rank? Let's watch and see. Here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Geeking Poetic Podcast Channel. I'm your host, Larry Roberts. Uh, this surly little elf here to my right <laughs> is, uh, she's not the Grinch. She is my co-host and none other than... Megan Guest. And Meg, what are we doing here tonight? What are we talking about? We are talking about our favorite childhood holiday special cartoons. Yes, yes. All the animated specials that came out, specifically what we consider to be the classic era stuff. So between like the 1960s through the late 1980s. Now, here's the thing. We have a few disclaimers. First of all, <laughs> we know some of our picks are going to be controversial because we are not basing this on some big scale. Like we didn't take in hundreds or thousands of votes. We're not going by what the popular consensus is. Yeah, exactly. Mm -mm. This is just specifically the ones that mattered the most or the least to us, the ones that really stood out. Now, here's the other thing. There is a lot of specials that we're not going to talk about. We picked 12, okay, just 12. Now, 12 might seem like a lot, but boy, it was not. When we started compiling all this stuff, we were like, wow, there's a lot of different ones to talk about. There's probably some that some of you are going to be like, we cannot believe you didn't mention that one. Well, fear not, because this is only the first time we're going to do this. This is basically episode one, part one, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so if you left one of your favorites out, put it in the comments below so we remember to add it to the next one. Exactly. Yeah, there's definitely ones we're going to talk about in the future. So third, the way we're going to do this is we are going to do the letter chart thing. I'm sure you've seen this on other channels and stuff. We're going to do it where we have charts that start with S for superior, going through A, B, C, D, and F for the real failures. <laughs> I feel like I need a red pen to grade all these. <laughs> yes, yeah, you need to get in full-on school teacher <laughs> right? mode for this one. Should have brought my pen from work, my there, red pen. <laughs> there you go. So that's the way we're going to do it. And what we're going to do, at least to start, is I'm going to have my own chart and Megan is going to have her own chart because I already have a feeling just from the little bit we've talked about this, we're going to be a little bit different on how we're going to rank some of these. Yeah, it could get ugly. It could get a little <laughs> bit ugly. So what we're going to do then is we took a poll on Facebook in our group, the Geeking Squad group, and asked a bunch of people to pick their favorites and to rank their favorites. So what we're going to do is, first of all, we are going to go through and we're going to talk about what they ranked going from number 12 to number one. We're just going to quickly go through that. And then what we're going to do with this is if we need to at the end sort of use that as maybe tiebreakers or, uh, you know, just trying to bridge the gap between your feeling about things and mine. We're going to use that and try to come up with an average so that at the very end of this episode, we are going to have the definitive geeking poetic list chart of these episodes. Let's do it. All right. So before we delve into what our rankings are for our favorites and stuff, we said we would read off the list of 
going from 12 to one, the way all of you voted on these in the geeking squad group on Facebook. So here we go. So coming in at number 12, somewhat surprisingly, we got no love at all was Frosty's winter wonderland. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that bad, but apparently it just is not one that you guys, at least the people in the group, just did not seem to care for this one. Moving on to number 11, uh, one that got very few mentions was Twas the Night Before Christmas. That's also surprising. Yeah, that is surprising. I think it should be better than that. Number 10, this one doesn't surprise me, but it's still a shame nonetheless, is Jack Frost. Mm. Number 9, we have Rudolph's Shiny New Year. That one actually got a little bit of love. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to give spoilers on what we think of it yet, huh? At number eight, we have A Year Without Santa Claus. That okay. one I thought would actually do a little bit better. I know really? it's... Really? It's about where I thought it would be. Really? Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of people usually talking about it, but it didn't rank that high. Okay. Hmm. At number seven, this one surprises me a little bit, is Mickey's Christmas Carol. I mean, we have so many good ones left, so... I suppose that's true, but, you know, just the one Disney entry on our list, I thought it would do a little better, and it's such a classic, but... It's number seven. Number six, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, that's one that I thought might rank a little higher, but it sits right there in the middle. Number five, we've got some love for Garfield's Christmas. Nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That one seems to have gotten more popular over the years. I think it is. It's growing. Yeah. whole nostalgia thing we're going through right now. Yep. Number four, we have How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) A lot of people love The Grinch, and there's been so many iterations of it, but a lot of people still keep going back to that original one. Yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch has a new one that looks kind of fun. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I want to check it out. And coming in at number three is A Charlie Brown Christmas. Nice. Yeah, that one I kind of thought might go at number one, but ah, these top three are all like neck and neck, Mm -hmm. and they were very close in the voting. They were very close. Yeah. Number two is Frosty the Snowman. That's a classic. Absolutely. And as is probably not too much surprise to most people, coming in at number one, maybe contentiously to some people, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That is the one that you all in the group voted as being the number one favorite holiday animated special from that classic era. So thanks, everybody, for your votes on that. And uh, yeah, we'll see if we can use these as a little bit of a bridge gapper here between what Megan and I have to say when we do our charts. So, all right, let's move on to the chart. And the first special on the list, it's it's a really, really good one. This one is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Now, should I start? Should I go first? You want to go first? Go yeah. for it. Okay, so for me... This is one we're starting off with with a bang here, okay? This is just about as essential as it gets. Charlie Brown Christmas is probably at the top of the heap for me. I mean, it's got everything. Vince Guaraldi's uh, jazzy soundtrack. I mean, it's great. It's it's used so well throughout the whole program. Plus, it's now a complete staple of Christmas time. It's got its own legs. It, it really does. <laughs> and then, of course, I love that little tree, that sad, pathetic little tree that Charlie picks out. I, I love that tree. <laughs> I love everything about this. This is one of those specials that it ticks every box for me. I have a strong sense of sentimentality, which that is going to be a big factor in how I'm going to rank a lot of these things, uh, how much of a sentimental value it has to me and how much it plays in my head of how this made me feel as a kid. 
but it also matters how it plays to me as an adult. Like, does it still hold up now? And this does. It, it really does. I mean, this is one of those specials that just appeals to all age groups. Mm-hmm. You know, grandparents love it and laugh at it. Little kids love it and laugh at it. Everybody loves the music. I mean, I think it goes without saying, for me at least, this gets an S rating. So Charlie Brown for me also is a huge staple. It's a must. I have to watch it every single year. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore this movie. I love Charlie Brown's commercialism. <laughs> always complaining about that, which it, I mean, it's not wrong. Uh, it's not something I really understood as a kid. Well, it's he, funny. He's just cranky. Yeah. But well, it's I funny that it's, it still, it's still a thing now. Still. Everybody's still, I mean, people go back all the way to the early 60s and they were going, oh, commercials, you know, commercialism has ruined Christmas. And it's like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, 60 years it's later. It's how it works. Yeah. And it's still it's the it same is. way. So, <laughs> so, yeah, something's never changed. Yeah. And it's timeless. Yeah. And I'm with you. The, the music is absolutely amazing. It yeah. stands on its own. I have. The soundtrack, I love it. Every bit of it. Linus's whole speech. Yeah. Absolutely. I just adore, adore this special. And I also give it an S. Nice. All right. So there's no debate there. No. Yeah. This is just one of those mandatory viewings at Christmas time to get me into the spirit of things. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Right up there at S. We're, We're off to a good start. Yes. Okay. Coming in next on our rankings is Frosty the Snowman. So... Meg, do you want to take the lead on this one? This is an absolute classic. Just like in our group, it got voted number two right. on the list for a very good reason because it's it's so vital to Christmas and growing up when we did. Yeah. I mean, every year this was played because um, we, we grew up in a time where we couldn't just like go and find it anytime we wanted to play it and see it whenever we had to wait till it <laughs> showed up. On TV. And it got aired once, maybe twice. Maybe twice. Maybe if we were lucky. If we were lucky, yeah. So it, it was a big deal. That's true. And that's a big thing about these specials, too, is that, like, I don't know if people can remember, but I remember this. Like, one of the big threats I would get at that time of year, you know, yeah, was, You'll behave. You're not getting to watch the special. Right. You know, if you don't get your homework done, you're not going to get to watch Frosty tonight, you know, and that would usually come on around seven o'clock or eight mm-hmm. o'clock or something like that. So, like, you didn't mess around with that (laughs) because if you missed it you really felt like a serious loss there and while i envy young people nowadays that they don't have to necessarily do that anymore uh, there's something to be said for it in terms of how it matters yeah i agree i I miss those days when it was a huge deal for something to to premiere like that yeah for us even though we've seen it every single year it was still a big deal yeah and yeah and frosty was one of the was one of the main ones the main ones and i love this story about them coming to life and the kids are all excited and they believe in the magic and that they try to keep them alive they take them to santa and so i absolutely adore this one Mm -hmm. um but it's not what I have to see every year anymore. Yeah. As I got older, it's not if I, it's on or if I come across it, I'm watching it. But it's not something I'm going to seek out for whatever reason. I don't know why because I okay. love it every time I see it. Right. So that knocked it down to a B for me. Oh, okay. A B. All right. So for me, some of my friends know that they might think I'd rate this low because of the dreaded, uh, now infamous in my personal history, (laughs) second grade frosty uh, holiday concert experience thing. Uh, Yeah, we're not even going to get into that. Oh, no? We're not going to tell it? No, we don't need to tell that story. But it was was scarring and it's amazing I ever got on stage ever again. (laughs) Thankfully, I got over it. But in all seriousness... I do think this is a great 
great cartoon. It's a great special. It's a great story. I love the Frosty the Snowman song. I like the casting of the voices and stuff. But it's not one that I feel as drawn towards. It's not a mandatory one like Charlie Brown Christmas Mm -hmm. that I have to watch now, whereas when I was a kid, I did. So... That knocks it down a hair for me. You gave it a B. For me, this is a pretty solid A. Okay. So we're close at least on this. We are a little bit close. So yeah, we'll see if uh, how this figures out later when we figure in people's votes on it. Okay. And stuff. So, all right. Fair enough. Okay, moving on to one that's very popular, but maybe a little bit contentious. It's the one that all of you voted as the number one holiday special in our group but uh how do we feel about it well it's rudolph the red-nosed reindeer for me never has there been a more contentious and conflicting holiday special (laughs) for me because here's the thing i love rudolph Mm -hmm. i love the song i still get excited when i hear the song let's address the you know elephant in the room yeah the 800 pound bearded elephant in the room and that's santa claus i'm sorry they made Santa Claus a huge asshole in this one. I'm sorry. I got to be honest. Yes. He's just a jerk in this. And even at the end when they're like, oh, but Santa came around. Did he though? Did he though? No. Yeah, he got I what he wanted. He, he, yeah. he used Rudolph. Yeah. He, felt he used a, him. He felt a little bit bad. You know, oh, I'm sorry that, you know, you felt like you had to run away for most of your childhood because I was a complete jerk to you and your dad was a jerk to you. And, you know, the other reindeers were jerks to you and all this kind of stuff. But it it didn't really come off to me that he really understood or really believed that Rudolph shouldn't have been discriminated against and that something like that really was special. It only ended up seeming to me like it was special to him because it served a purpose for him in the end. Exactly. I and, totally agree. Yeah, and I and I just, I don't know. It's one of those things that it didn't bother me as much when I was a kid as it does now. Right, no. For all the complaining I can do about certain aspects of it, there are other aspects of the special that I absolutely love. I love the music in this, mm-hmm. so much of Some the music. Some of my favorite Christmas music is in this movie. Exactly, exactly. And the Burl Ives stuff is great. I love the supporting cast. It's some of my favorite characters in any holiday specials. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius, Hermie the Elf, the Bumble, you know, Clarice, who ends up basically being like the only reasonable, grounded, sensible character in the whole freaking story. (laughs) Last but not least, the thing that really just hits home for me because they're my favorite, the Misfit Toys. I love the Misfit Toys. So even with some complaints I have about the way they crafted some of the story and everything and what they did with some of the adult characters in here, this still sits pretty high for me. I, I, I have to, I have to give it an A. It's not superior. It's not number one for me like it is for so many of you. But it's still it's still great. It's still mandatory watching. I just I, I just cringe every time Santa Claus opens his mouth in this one. So sometimes I walk out of the room when it's the Santa scenes because he's a jerk. He's a jerk to everybody. He's a jerk to Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, well, yeah, that'll do, I guess. Okay, fine. Yeah, the elves sound like shit tonight when they were singing their song. <laughs> It's like, why did you have to make them like that? Even that being said, the stuff I like about it, I like so much, it gets an A. Okay. So. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. The whole Santa thing and Blitzen and all that, that bothers me so incredibly much 
now. Yeah. You know, of course, growing up, I absolutely adored this one. It's another one I was eager to watch every single year when it came on. Uh, obviously, I love Rudolph. Yeah. You know, I, I love that character. I do as well. Yeah. But Santa and them and the message that it gave, I, I do not like. Yeah. At all. I don't think they did that very well. No. And again, it may be of its time because it wasn't such a big deal then, but it is now. And it, I'm, it, I can't even watch it now okay. without getting angry. Okay. Yeah, I get <laughs> so that. So it kind of ruined it. But I'm with you, like all the other characters and the misfits and the all that part of it. Once we get away from Santa and all them and he's on his journey, I enjoy all of that. Okay. And Bumble getting his teeth taken out and being all <laughs> yeah, happy now. I, I love all of that piece of it, but it doesn't save the movie for me. If we could find somebody that edited out all the Santa crap and maybe put a different Santa in there, I'd be way happier. Yeah, I maybe. cannot watch this movie anymore. Yeah, maybe put like different dialogue in there or mm -hmm. something like something, that. Something, yeah, dub over it. Yeah, Do I know something. a lot of people would feel that was blasphemous, and I get that, but I I, I hear where you're coming yeah. from too. And and again, I get, I totally get why this is everybody's number one. I mean, it's so iconic. Right. Except the music is again some of my absolute favorite music, but I don't need to watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Ranger to get my music. Okay. From it. Okay. Okay. Holly Jolly Christmas is top two favorite Christmas songs. Okay. All time. Don't come at me, people. But I give this one a C for my own personal reasons because <laughs> I cannot watch it anymore. Oh, I can't promise you that people aren't going to come know, at I you. I know. I know. They're going to oh, come at I me think, because yeah. that's blasphemy and everything. And I totally get it. People I totally are hitting, understand. People are hitting that, that <laughs> thumbs down vote yeah. right now on YouTube. I know it, aren't you? You're, you're, you're giving us the thumbs down. <laughs> Relax. Well, just keep in mind that at the end, we are going to try to factor in because you gave it a C. I gave it an A. But then we've so we got, got a bunch of votes. Here, yes. So, yeah, when we come down to making the final uh, choices here at the very end, we'll see where this falls. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Geeking Poetic ranks the classic holiday Christmas specials. We'll be back right after this. Enter a world where holiday dreams come true. Discover a Christmas fantasy at Marshall Fields. For over 130 years, we've taken your holiday wishes and translated them into treasures from afar. Glorious gifts and all the magic that is Christmas at Marshall Fields. Come, explore our wonderland of Yuletide shops. Register to win a trip for two to Germany on American Airlines and indulge in the joys of a Christmas rich in tradition. Marshall Fields and Christmas, where you'll find your dreams. Time to go, John. I hope he knows I really mean it. Me? It's a Hallmark. Well, everyone needs to feel loved at Christmas. Give a Hallmark card and share your love. John, you know what Christmas is all about. Me, what a card can say for you. This is a Christmas gift. I'll keep forever. Me, what a Hallmark card can do. And now, back to the show. All right, so we're moving on here to another one that I think a lot of people, myself included, consider to be an absolute classic, and that is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So for me, this is one of my favorite Rankin-Bass specials. Uh, it's one of those specials that I feel like I have to watch every Christmas time, even though I've seen it so many times, because 
it just evokes such a Christmas spirit for me. It was one that I loved as a kid, and it's one that I still love as an adult, so it ranks well there. I love the music in this one. So many of these songs just go through my head all the time. They automatically are so ingrained within me as being like Christmas songs. Okay. Even a lot of the original songs that were created specifically for this special, to me, they are just as important to Christmas time as Silent Night or anything like that. Like, I, I love those songs so much. And even though at times it is a little bit goofy and I know it's reaching a little bit in terms of kid logic and stuff like that, I like what they did in trying to come up with a backstory and a reason for all of Santa's eccentricities and things, you know, it's like, why does he have the beard? Why does he wear the suit? Why did he change his name? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They came up with all these ideas for it. They made a somewhat coherent story out of it. And as a kid, it was like, oh, of course, like that makes perfect sense. Now, this is all my questions. <laughs> yeah, it did. And now as an adult, I go, okay, some of these are a little bit flimsy, but it's okay. It's still super enjoyable. Um, the only thing, if I had to come up with a negative about it, I, I, I do feel like the Burgermeister Meister Burger, he, he gets a little tiresome after a while. Like he's, he's very one note. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I didn't really need him to go on with this long version of difficult responsibility. It's like, I, we, okay, dude. All right. And then his guards got to sing it. It's a difficult responsibility. <laughs> it's like, oh God, we know. Okay. We know. Like, let's move on. Let's get to the next song. <laughs> so, but that that's, you know, I'm just nitpicking and everything. I still love it. I enjoy it. For me, this is an S ranking. Like this is this is a superior special that I have to watch every year. Okay. I'm curious to know how this one ranks for you. So for me, I do not ever recall seeing this in my childhood. What? Nope. That's I don't so think I saw it till I was an adult. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't have childhood memories to tie to this. Okay. All right. Now, that being said, having watched it as an adult, I so enjoyed all the ways they explained why Santa does what he does. Yeah. How this all originated, where he came from. And I enjoyed this ride so much. I haven't watched it enough to know the songs as well as you do, clearly. Right. So they don't stick with me, the okay. soundtrack. But I, I really enjoyed this ride. I would watch this again. I don't know if it's a staple for me. Okay. Because it doesn't have that childhood factor for me. Fair enough. But again, if this is on or if I come across it, I would put it on. Okay. I enjoyed it. So I give this a solid B. A B. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a little discrepancy there. B to an S. But like you said, if you didn't grow up with it like I did, then I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, fair enough. I think it's a testament to how good it is that you didn't discover it until you were a full grown adult. And yet you still enjoy it enough to say... You know, it's it is a, a good regular watch that, you know, gets a B. All right. I'm good with that. Absolutely. Well, I can see this getting people in Christmas spirit and stuff like that. I, yep. Very much so. Yeah. Now, moving on to one that doesn't necessarily get everybody into the Christmas spirit, no matter how popular it might be with a lot of you. We are talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas. Megan, I'm going to let you lead with this one. Oh, you're going to let me do this. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. So again, guys, um, don't come at me. <laughs> this is my personal opinion. And I totally understand why everybody loves this movie. 
I really do. Um, it has great animation. I yeah. love the Grinch's facials features that he does, his facial expressions and everything. He cracks me up doing that. Um, the music is good. Mm-hmm. I give it all that. Um, being older now, I totally understand the Grinch's um, old man thing. Get off my lawn, you loud kids and everything. <laughs> shaking his fist at them. Um, I can understand that better. But, and this is a big but, I um, I feel like his turnarounds is kind of flimsy okay. at the end there. It's like, oh, you mean they're still going to enjoy Christmas because I, even though I took all the presents away, that's all they cared about and making noise and everything. He's like, oh, okay, now I, I get it. I, <laughs> I have a hard time with it, okay? Buying into it. That he could just all of a sudden, it's like, okay, my, my heart grew three times bigger than what it was. And I guess maybe that's why he had such a big turnaround. But my biggest gripe and the hardest thing I have to get over here is the way he treated Max. Right. Again, I this is not a movie I will watch. If it's on like at your house or whatever, I'll I'll get through it or whatever. I have points. Well, I I enjoy it. But the like the straight up emotional and physical abuse that he puts Max through, I being an animal lover and everything, I I really have a hard time with this movie. Okay. So this is definitely I will not put this on my watch list. Okay. Every year. I'll watch it if it's on at somebody else's house that I'll muster through it. So I uh, give this one a D. What what are you ranking this at? I give it a D. A D. A Megan D. Megan ranks how the Grinch stole Christmas. I'm so a, sorry, everybody. <laughs> as a D. All right. Here's the thing. To be fair, I, I get it. It's, you know, everybody's got their things that they like or dislike or they're sensitive to and everything. He does treat Max like total garbage and everything. And yeah, and it's even though he has his turnaround and his literal change of heart and everything at the end, I can see how it's not enjoyable to you to watch him being so mean to him throughout, you know, 95% of the special. Mm -hmm. So that's fair enough. And yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you about the flimsiness. It is... One of those things where it's like, yeah, th- so he turned around pretty easily there. <laughs> the you last know? five minutes of the movie. Or, I mean, it's ridiculous. Not even the last five minutes. Like all of a sudden, just because he basically saw that they came out and they were full of love and joy and singing, even though he took all their stuff away, that was enough to make him realize like, oh, I've been wrong this whole time. It's like, that's it. That's that's what turned you around, huh? They're still being loud and noisy. That's what you didn't like. Yeah, and I mean, and again, it's a, it it's a it is a really nice message, it and is. you know, it's it's a great story, and it means a lot to a lot of people. And for me, I I really like this one. I love the theme song. I go around singing it all the damn time and everything. <laughs> um, I love Chuck Jones' animation. I love the I love the way it looks, the whole style of it, and everything. All the music is great. Um. It's not one that I absolutely have to watch every Christmas, but I do tend to watch it pretty regularly. Uh, but it's not a super mandatory one for me. So this isn't going to be an S ranking. Okay. And I don't know that I'm even going to give this an A ranking because compared to some of the other ones that I have given an A, again, I feel like those 
mean more to me than this one does. But this one, I will give the Grinch a solid B. Okay. To me, this is a B. I, I feel good with putting this at a B because, yeah, I do still quite enjoy this one overall. But I hear your point about it and, you know. Yeah, like I said, I totally understand why people love this movie. Right. Completely. So I can definitely accept your B mm -hmm. based on your feelings and your thoughts about it. So. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll have to iron this out later when we get to the final ranking for the overall chart. So we'll see. Okay, moving on to one from the late 1980s. We're getting out of the 60s and 70s where we've been sitting most of the time here. We're moving on now, jumping ahead to around 1987, I think it was. And this is Garfield's Christmas. So I'm going to take the lead on this one, if okay. you don't mind. So this one's interesting for me because... It came out at a time when I was already out of childhood. I mean, by that point, I was already into my teens. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have the sentimental factor for this one that I have for so many of these other ones. This wasn't one that meant a lot to me when I was, you know, five years old or eight years old or whatever. I did see this back when I was a teen and I enjoyed it okay. Like, I, I thought it was cool. I was all right. But... It was one that I really didn't appreciate until I revisited it many years later because of Jess and you and other friends that were like, oh my gosh, like Garfield's one of the best ones. I was like, really? Okay, I have to go back and watch that again because I hadn't seen it through a huge chunk of my adult life. Mm -hmm. And then when I watched it again, not only did I like it, I appreciated it so much more. I think than I ever would have, even if I had been a little bit of a younger kid, because to me, part of what makes this special so great is the humor and the situations and the heartfelt nature of parts of the story are so much more easily understood and related to as an adult now than I would have when I was a kid or a teen or a tween or something like that. I mean, the stories like with grandma, with the letters from her, her past husband and John and his brother, you know, being back on the farm with mom and dad. And even though they're full grown adult males, like they just revert right back to being bratty little kids on Christmas <laughs> Eve and Christmas morning again. Like there's so many things in here that I'm like, okay, like I get this, I get the humor. I understand it so much better. That could be said of all the Garfield specials, to be yes. honest with you. Mm -hmm. They're all very adult-oriented in there. I think there's even a part in the, was it the Thanksgiving special, where they make like a Citizen Kane joke in there about Rosebud <laughs> and Orson Welles, and I'm going... Gosh, like, gonna know that. <laughs> like even back in the late 80s, did kids even understand that joke? Because they certainly don't get it now. <laughs> so, yeah, to me, this is one of those specials that really appeals to an adult and it appeals to me and my kind of humor. I love this special. I think it's a great one because I don't have the sentimental factor for it. Okay, It doesn't sit at an S ranking for me. As much as I love it, it, it slips down a little bit, but I can give Garfield Christmas a solid A ranking. All right, I'll take that. So for me, mm -hmm. I was the prime age of seven yeah. when this came out. And yes, Garfield was my childhood. Okay, I loved everything about this special. Um, yeah, 
the brothers reverting back to their childhood and stuff like that. That that's me and my brother when we get together for holidays. You know, we end up in a wrestling match. We're talk, constantly picking at each other. Yep. And the next thing you know, my mom's in the middle of the floor with us, trying to break us up or instigate. Actually, she's usually instigating, to be honest. But <laughs> so you, yeah, you revert right back. You to revert kids right back again. to it. Now we got his kids jumping in. It's just one yeah. big pile of people, arms and legs going everywhere. <laughs> so I, I love that. I love the grandma. Right. And, you know, the sentimental value of that, of how those letters, how much that meant to her and for Garfield to find that and think of her. Right. I love that message. I love how cranky Garfield is about the whole thing. But at the same time, through all the stuff that they're doing for the family and everything, he's smiling. He's enjoying it still. Right. So I I absolutely adore this special um, for my sentimental value, I still enjoy it as an adult. I have to watch it every single year. It's a must for me. Okay. So this is an S, absolutely. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so one that you ranked a little higher than me here. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Well, we're still, we both, I think we both enjoy it quite a bit, mm -hmm. you know? So, all right. Cool. All right. Well, moving on from there, we get into the late 1970s with this next one. And this one is The Year Without Santa Claus. Now, here's the thing, I, man, this is another one that might rankle people a little bit. Not, not that I, not that I dislike this special. I do like this special, but this one's just never been a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I know people love Heat Miser and they love Snow Miser and I think they're great too. And that song is, is fun. Yeah, that song's a lot of fun and everything. I know they've become big favorites. This is one that's really raised its profile over the last like decade or so because again, all through growing up, it was one of those ones that I thought it was okay. I'd watch it, but it wasn't mandatory. It wasn't like, oh no, I can't miss Charlie Brown. I can't miss mm -hmm. Santa Claus. I can't miss Frosty. This wasn't mandatory to me. It was it was just okay. And a big part of that is because they kind of made Santa Claus a little bit of a useless jerk again. <laughs> Albeit in a little bit of a different way than he was in Rudolph. Oh, he yeah. was nowhere near as bad. But they just made him kind of, I don't know. I'm like, it was another one that as even as a kid, I was like, why are they always making Santa such a punk? Right? You know, like either he's like, oh, I don't know if too... I like Santa. Right, exactly. Do it I kinda... have to be good for him? Really? He's right. Kind of it, a dick. Right. It made me sort of question, like, is Santa Claus really that cool? Because he seemed super cool when Santa Claus is coming to town. Like, I love that version of Santa. Mm -hmm. He's such a noble, decent, caring, you know, fair guy. And then in like Year Without Santa, we get this old sort of broken down Santa that's like, oh, kids don't care anymore. I'm not going to bother. I'm staying in bed. He's like, the Grinch, get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. He kind of turned into a crotchety old man. And once again, you know, Mrs. Claus is the one who's got some sense and reasonability to her and everything. And I do enjoy her. I think there's some good humor and some gags that go on with Jingle and Jangle and with uh, Vixen, the, the reindeer and all that and the little kid. And like there is plenty of redeeming factors to this one, but I'm not saying it's terrible by any means, but it's just not one that really resonates with me. And so because of that, this one ranks kind of low for me. I, I got to be honest with you. If I'm being honest, I think this is a C. Okay. This one gets a C for me because it's not horrible, but it's not great. It's there. It's okay. 
I don't know. I feel like it's been a little overplayed in recent years because mm. everybody just seems so taken with this one now. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it's, it is what it is for me. It's a C. Okay. So for me, this is again, another one I never saw in my childhood. Okay. Ever. I saw it as an adult. Um, and like you, I, I enjoy it. Um, the elves crack me up. Yeah. Um, and Vixen and his little sock ears. He's so freaking cute. I love him. Yeah, I can see you thinking that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so adorable. I need, if we make a Funko of that, I'm getting that. Oh, yeah. That's adorable. But um, I, I'm with you. Santa was kind of like, oh, woe is me. Oh, you know, and, and it was Mrs. Santa that really came to the rescue. She's like, get your butt out of bed. Stop your crying and go give these kids Christmas. You gotta like re- make them believe instead of just giving up. Right. So you're just gonna let the magic go. Right. So good on Mrs. Claus. I, I really enjoyed her in this one. She yeah. saved the day. She talked to went and talked to the misers and, and their mother and yeah, mother yeah. nature and all that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's she cool. she really laid down the law <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with you. Santa bugged the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one. I understood the point of it and everything. And and I know he comes around and stuff. And like I said, it's nowhere near as bad as the Santa. Oh, and, absolutely And not. Rudolph. But it just, this was just one that, like I said, even as a kid, I was just sort of like, oh, this one feels like kind of a bummer to me. I, I don't know. It just didn't give me that Christmas spirit like the other ones did. So right. yeah, that's why so, it's C for me. Yeah. So I'm actually with you. I gave it a C because okay. I don't have that sentimental value. Santa's kind of whiny, but everybody else kind of makes it be in the middle there. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We'll see how much hate that one brings us. <laughs> Geeking Poetic ranks the holiday specials. We'll be right back. Well, hopefully most of you are still hanging in there with us and have not like run away or just deleted us or unsubscribed or whatever it is. You know, again, we're just kind of having fun with this and this is just our personal feelings about it, you know, but tell us your feelings in the comments. Yeah. Make sure you leave comments. We want to know what you think about these, not only our picks, but what do you feel about these uh, specials in general? Mm -hmm. You know, we'd love to hear your insights. Maybe you'll change our minds on something. Probably not, but you never know. You can try. Yeah, they can try with this next one then, because the next one, oh boy, uh, this next one is Rudolph's shiny new year. So, ugh. 
Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with this. Okay, so, Yeah, you go. <laughs> so here's the thing. We already talked about, we already established, you can see by the shirt for those that are watching us and not just listening, we love Rudolph. I love Rudolph. And when I was a kid, I loved this special. I got such a huge kick out of all of the various historical characters that they brought into this. And I loved the whale. I thought the whale was really funny. I love whales and stuff. I laughed heartily at silly looking baby new year there with his goofy white wheat hair and his ears and all that stuff. I really enjoyed this one as a kid. The interesting thing is revisiting it as an adult. It just does not resonate with me the same way that it did. I do have sentimentality for it, but this story is all over the place. <laughs> I mean, like it all over. I mean, yeah, I literally mean, again, this isn't like gone with the wind or citizen Kane or something like that. I mean, they're, they're silly seventies and eighties, uh, you know, holiday specials, but even by those standards, wow, this one is just all over the place and there's so many things that don't make sense it's like we're running out of time to go find baby new year and it's like rudolph you can fly right. why aren't you flying why He's are like, you go faster well go fast fly you're right you're a reindeer riding on the back of a whale uh, why are you riding on the back of a whale like just fly there there's so many things you could be doing so many things all these characters could be doing they could have solved this whole problem <laughs> so easily and, and then even you finally get to baby new year. And then what do you do? You start laughing at him. And it's like, and I, even at that point when he was like, I was like, bro, really? You're going to, you're going to laugh at the baby. You you and know, he's sensitive to like, that. You know, Come on. he's sensitive to it. And I understand that you're teach you're trying to teach him the point of like, Hey, people laughed at me too. It's okay. When people laugh at you, they're, ha they're just happy. It's like, I don't know that nah. that's necessarily true. A lot of times when people are laughing at your you know, deformities or various things you have going on. People are just being assholes. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I, again, I get the lesson they were trying to give kids here and I, I can appreciate it, but man, this one just really does not resonate with me. I tried watching it again. I hadn't watched it in a few years. I tried watching it again to research for this episode because I was like, maybe, maybe I'll like it. Maybe I'll really enjoy it and everything. And I, I didn't, you know, like I said, there were certain aspects of it that were fine, but a lot of the dialogue is just cringy. And some of the voices are, are really cringy and hard to deal with. I just don't know that this is one I ever really am going to have the urge to want to put on or I don't know if I'd even pay that much attention. I might leave it on the TV and then turn the volume down and put Christmas <laughs> music on while I'm like wrapping presents or something. But yeah, that that's about it. So here's the thing. If I was going solely about my feelings about this as an adult, this would get a D from me. All right. But because I did love this so much as a kid and I do still have a little bit of that sentimental attachment to it because of that. And because I do love Rudolph as a character, because Rudolph is fine other than he doesn't make a lot of sense with what he does and doesn't do in this one. So for me, I'm giving this a tenuous, it's getting a C ranking for me. Okay. I maybe vaguely remember seeing this one as a kid. I mm. really don't remember. Um, so again, I watched it as an adult. And it had so much potential. I was excited. It's like, oh, he's got to travel to all these places in different times. And yeah. 
to try to find baby New Year because he's escaped all these places. How a baby does that, what I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like literally crawling everywhere, but he can go to all these islands still. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. But then when he's going to these places, it doesn't make sense. And like even the one, it's like a fairy tale place. It's not even a time. <laughs> I know you're supposed to be traveling. These are the islands of various he's times, like and then you go, and then you go to like fairy tales and stuff. I yeah. like, what did I fall asleep? Which could be possible because I do that a lot. No, but it's, I'm like I. It, no, you're you're. I'm right. not understanding, and yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you're gonna hate me even more. I have no desire to ever see this one again. I give it a, a F. Wow. F. Wow. The girl that's wearing a Rudolph t-shirt right now just gave a Rudolph episode an F. F. Yeah, I don't know if it's F bad for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I said, I I was tempted to give it a D, but because of, you know, that it's Rudolph and there's some things I liked about it, okay? I, it was a C. So, wow, an F. Oh, man. Megan, you are trying. You are just trying to get people to hate us, man. <laughs> so sorry, For everybody. a show that tends to normally skew towards the positive. Woo. But you're just being honest. I've, these are just how I feel about them. Yeah. Wow. I love Christmas, guys. I really do. I promise <laughs> I do. I was kind of surprised as I was going through this. I was like, yeah, let's do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really enjoy Christmas specials. And I was like, oh. Do I though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what a lot of people are going to be saying. Well, let's see if we can turn it around with okay. this next one. This is an interesting one. This is a little bit of a dark horse. These next couple are sort of the dark horses of the bunch, if you ask me. And this is 1974's animated feature, "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Now, this is the one with the mice mm -hmm. and the whole animation. That's very much it's Rankin Bass, and it's done in the style of like Frosty and stuff like that. How do you feel about this one? Um, I remember this one from my childhood. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't rank up there with some of my other ones, like Garfield and everything. Right. And Charlie Brown. Um, but I really, really enjoy it. Um, the, the, the boy mouse... <sighs> Yeah. Dude, mind your business. Well, you're making things worse. That's the lesson. Being it is the lesson. Taught. And that's why I really like this one, because it gives a great lesson. He really amends all the trouble that he gave, like basically putting his homeowner in the poorhouse, can't feed his kids or anything because he broke his clock. Yeah. And then didn't fess up to it. And how long did that go on for? Yeah. Until just in time to be able to play the music for Santa. Right. So because I really enjoy the story so much, I love the message that it gives to people. I give it an A. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting you to give this an A, <laughs> but that's that's cool. Yeah. Um. You know, I enjoy it. I remember it from when I was a kid and stuff, but um, it's another one that I feel like it clicked more with me as a kid than it does now. Mm -hmm. I agree with what you were saying about the little boy and everything, but again, I feel like it's one of those necessary storyline tropes mm -hmm. that needed to be there. And I love the original Night Before Christmas uh, poem and everything. And I think they did a really interesting and unique take on it, focusing on the mouse thing and stuff. I can appreciate that. I love the animation. So I dig it enough for that, but it's just not mandatory for me. Okay. But it is quite enjoyable. So with that, uh, I'm not going to give it an A. I'm not, I don't feel as quite as strong about it as you do, but it's a solid B. Okay. 
Uh, now we'll see how this one goes. We are getting into another sequel, just like Rudolph's Shiny New Year was a sequel to the original. We have Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Now, for me, as much of a Frosty fan as I am, for whatever reason, this one just never really quite resonated the same way for me as the first one did. For one thing, even when I was a kid, I enjoyed it, but it felt like a retread. Like I was just like, well, this feels sort of like we're just still seeing and hearing the same story. Like it isn't, <laughs> it isn't really all that new. I know they bring in Jack Frost as like a, a, a villain character and everything, even though he's kind of a, I don't know. He's not even really a villain, I guess. But he just wants the magic. Yeah, and you know, so I not my favorite use of Jack Frost, the character, in something, but it's it's okay. I do like Crystal. I like the fact that they gave Frosty a wife and everything. But I felt like, and again, I felt this way as a kid. I felt like the way they worked around some of the uh, plot problems with you know magic and missing magic, and but what happens when they you know, melt or when this gets taken away and it's like, oh no, it's the magic of love now that's keeping them alive. And it was like, what? <laughs> like I was, even as a kid, I was like, well, wait a minute. First, I got it in the first one when it was the magician's hat and you know, the hat and that was like an important thing. And then the hat got taken away and he melted and it was really sad for the little girl and all that. Yeah. Like I got, I got that. This felt like they were now trying to stretch it a little too thin for me. And I know people at home are like, dude, you're just, you're taking this way too seriously. <laughs> Again, I do enjoy this one, but it's by far not a mandatory viewing for me. Sometimes when I've watched like online or something, I watched the first Frosty, it'll automatically go right into this next one. And it plays almost kind of seamlessly as like one movie. Mm -hmm. And I find that I like it more like that. Like, oh, okay. cause, cause it, 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 it doesn't stand well enough on its own. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So I will watch this when it's tied together with the first one, but if it's just on its own, I, I skip it. I don't really watch it. So I think it's cool. I liked it okay as a kid. I like it okay as an adult. So again, I got being honest, I think that this is like a, if I was giving it a plus, I'd put a plus on there, but we're not doing pluses or things like that. I'm just giving it a regular rating. It's, it's a C for me. Oh, wow. Okay. This one, I, I totally get what you're saying. Okay. About stretching it a little thin. Right. But I was a young girl. Right. And the power of love makes things come to life. I was okay. eating it up. I love it. Okay. Um, again, I love Crystal. I love the whole story about them building them and have to build a, a snowman to marry them and everything. Okay. And I loved how Crystal is like, you know what, Jack Frost? We need you too. Here, be our best man. And totally turned him around. Like, keep your enemies closer kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's one yay. way to look at it. Uh, go Crystal. But I, again, I... I get what you're saying, but I find this way more enjoyable. It's not something, it's like a must watch for me, but I would put it on. Okay. So I give this a B. Oh, okay. I don't hate it by any means. Like I don't have any major complaints about it or anything. So yeah, fair enough. Okay. All right. So now we're moving on to one that this one is another one that did not rank as highly as I would have put it. And uh, that is Rankin Bass's 
Jack Frost. Speaking of Jack Frost, right. we, Jack Frost now gets his own feature. And this is a very different Jack Frost than what we saw in Frosty's Winter Wonderland. This is a very kind and considerate and, uh, you know, just a really cool character. I actually don't really... I, I can't say I have a strong sentimental attachment to this one because I did see it when it came out when I was a kid, but I had very vague memories of it. I must have only seen it once or twice back then at best. And it was one of those things that over the years, there'd be certain things that would get brought up or certain things that would pop in my head that almost felt like a fever dream or something like that, where I was like, where did that song come from? Where, where was that from? <laughs> and it wasn't until I became an adult and I rediscovered Jack Frost that I was like, oh, wow. Like it unlocked these memories of like, I did see this when I was a kid and I do remember these characters and I do remember these songs, you know, even though my sentimentality towards it is limited. I really like this story. I will be the first to admit that this story is not the most Christmassy of the bunch that we have here. Now, it does talk about Christmas. Mm -hmm. It gets into it. There's the whole scene of them giving their imaginary gifts to each other, and, and it's just what they always wanted and all that stuff. But it really is just sort of about winter in general and especially the story of Jack and the girl that he kind of convinces himself that he falls for it almost feels like he feels like he has to or like he's missing out on something because I don't think he would have even wanted to become human or wanted to go after her had he not realized that she he, he thought she had those feelings for him for him right and then you bring in the knight who's a good guy you can't even you want to hate on him because you you sort of want to root for jack right but the knight's a good guy and he's a fair guy and he treats her great and everything so then you get this love triangle thing and it's it yeah it's just very different for a rank and bass special i feel like the characters are so much more interesting and they actually have some depth there i think this is probably out of all the specials in this list of 12 i really feel like this is the most underrated and overlooked one i think people should give this another chance plus it has my favorite rankin bass villain in kubla kraus <laughs> kubla kraus cracks me up okay yeah. i mean yes he's almost a carbon copy in some ways of the burgermeister meister burger he's same voice kind of looks like him and everything but where Burgermeister was like a one note, just grump, grouchy guy that got old after five minutes. Kubla Krauss is a character. He sits there and talks to a metal puppet that he calls Dommy. And, <laughs> and, the, and the puppet like smarts back at him, even though he's the one that's controlling it. So it's like, wow, Kubla Krauss is like, got some interesting things going on in his head there. <laughs> and, and his army made up of all the, the, whatever they were, the, uh, the the clunky metal army that he had and mm -hmm. all that stuff and there's great humor there he's got some great like little one-liners and puns that he spits out i love kubla kraus and so for me this is this is a special that i get a huge amount of pleasure out of but because the sentimentality towards this one is a little little low 
You know, I, I only vaguely remember this from my childhood. Mm -hmm. And because this isn't one that evokes super strong Christmassy vibes for me, I'm going to rank this a little bit lower than I might otherwise put it. But for me, th this is still a very solid B. Okay. I can't build on anything else that you just said. Okay. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's highly underrated. I love the story. The characters are so interesting. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the bad guy, he's hilarious. Yeah. I I am with you. I don't have the sentimental value. I'm, I Again, I'm with you. I kind of feel like I saw it maybe. Now as an adult, it's held up so well. People really need to give this another chance. I agree. Um, I bet again, it's not super Christmassy. It's wintry. Right. With some Christmas time in it. So, yeah. But I give this a B as well. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I definitely think that this is worth a solid B from mm -hmm. the both of us. So, all right. Cool. All right. And we're in the home stretch here. We are at number 12 and we've saved what I think is one of the best ones for last. And uh, it's not a Rankin Bass one. It is Disney. It's the only Disney one that made this list. Mm -hmm. And it is 1983's Mickey's Christmas Carol. So right off the bat. For me, again, I do have sentimental attachment to it, even though this came out a little later in my childhood. I was already getting into double digits there and everything, but I was still a kid and I grew up loving Disney mm -hmm. and I loved all those characters and I love the way they utilized these characters in the Dickens story. <laughs> I thought it was very clever the way they used Donald and Goofy and everybody like it all made really perfect sense to me. Scrooge McDuck. I mean, most people I know like you, your main association when you think of Scrooge McDuck is <laughs> DuckTales. Duck yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is what I think of when I think of Scrooge McDuck, because this was really my introduction to him and the way I remembered him and cherished him as a character when I was a kid. I think it's great. There's not really too much to say about it. I, again, you know, because it's the classic Dickens story. It's just really well done. It's got the classic style Disney animation before they got into the more digital stuff later on and everything. It's very heartfelt. It's heartwarming. It is a mandatory watch at Christmas time. It actually gets knocked down just a little bit because it's so good. And the story is such a great story because A Christmas Carol is one of my favorite stories of, of, all, of all time. All right. They abbreviated it so much. They made it this little short. I think it's like 25 minutes long or mm -hmm. something like that. I get that that probably works better for kids and their attention span. But I just always felt like this was over way too quick. Mm. I feel like they should have made this longer. This could have easily been a 50 minute special or something like that. I mean, the Muppets later on did it with, you know, their Muppet Christmas Carol and everything. And they made a great long full length feature story out of it and everything. And I love that one. If they would have done that with this one and fleshed it out a little bit more, this would absolutely be an S ranking for me. But because I do have that little gripe and it's one of those that every time I put it on, even though it's mandatory, every time I put it on, I get disappointed that it's like, it's over already, you know? <laughs> like I only just started drinking my cocoa and all that eating, <laughs> and eating my snacks and it's like already over. I got to put something else on. So because of that, I'm going to be nitpicky about it. I'm sorry, folks. I'm giving it an A, but it's a very solid A, and it is mandatory viewing for me at Christmas time. 
yeah, I, I adore this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't watched it in a long time for some reason. I think I just forgot about it. Okay. But it was one, I have this no- nostalgia factor from growing up, and I recently refound this movie, and I need to put it into my rotation to make it mandatory. Okay. Um, but because I forgot about it for so long, um, I gave it an A. Oh, wow. Okay, that surprises me. I thought you were going to make this an S. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I thought because I'm like, knowing you with Disney and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. Man, that's it. Uh, we got through 12. Now, again, I know that there's people that are going to, not only I'm sure you're going to disagree with the way we rated some of these and stuff, but, you know, there's a lot that we didn't bring up. I, a couple people brought up things in the group about other ones. They brought up like the claymation one from the 80s with the raisins. And, right. But uh, ultimately, what it came down to is because 12 is long enough. This, this episode, is long enough. I'm sure everybody at home can agree that it's like, that's enough of you two. We're going to break it down and we're going to come back. uh, I don't know if we'll do it this season, but maybe next year we'll come back with part two and we'll get into a bunch of the other ones that we had didn't have time to get into this time. So let us know in the comments. Now we got to make the final list here. We Mm got to, we got to sum it all up here. So we'll start back up at the top here real quick. Charlie Brown, I said that was mandatory, and you said... Mandatory as well, both S's. Yeah, both S's. All right, so that sits there at an S. All right, Frosty the Snowman, that one got an A from me. I made it a B. I'm good with making it an A. Yeah, well, I think if we factor in all the votes that we got Mm -hmm. from the people in the squad, it bumps it up to an A. So, all right, we'll put Frosty at a nice A there. All right, first contentious one, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, I ranked it pretty highly, even though I don't like that jerky Santa in it and everything, but I gave it an A. And I gave it a C. You gave it a C, but that one got voted. the group gave it number one. Yeah, they voted it really highly. So honestly, I'll be, I I think being fair, I think we got to put this one at a B. Oh, okay. I was thought you were gonna say A. Yeah, no. I mean, again, if it, if we were gonna do pluses and minuses and things, this would probably be like a B plus. But I think that All right, you want to meet in the middle. Yeah, I think okay. we'll meet in the middle on this one because we do still have our complaints about it. So I right, I think we'll put Rudolph at a good solid B. All right. Santa Claus is coming to town. That one got a got a superior rank from me. That was an S. And I made it a B. You made it a B. Um. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Do we, again, it did get some votes. It got some love. How do we feel about- It got a little bit of love. Yeah. yeah, Do we feel like it deserves an A? Yeah. Does it maybe come down to an A? Yeah. In the middle? I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with putting that at an A. Because it, it, the people that commented on it, they did give it some pretty good love there and everything. And I, I do feel like it's become one of those mandatory ones. So Santa Claus is going on the overall list at an A. All right. So, yeah, okay, this next one now. How the Grinch Stole Christmas now. We both had our complaints about this one in various ways, but I enjoyed it much more than you did, and I gave it a B. I gave it a D. You gave it a D, but this one got a lot of love. It did. From everybody in the Geeking Squad group on Facebook. So... How do we feel? Do we feel like this could maybe be bumped up to a C? Do you think you could tolerate it enough to have it at a C? I could. I'll take a C. You, you'll you'll be okay with a C mm-hmm. as I'm long in as, the middle. Yeah, maybe you go take bathroom breaks on all the scenes when he's being mean to Max. Yeah. Just come back for all the again. If somebody could overdub that where he's being nice to him, <laughs> or like Max, stop doing that. You're hurting yourself, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be an interesting version of it. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so we're in agreement based on the overall votes of where I'm at, where you're all at, and where she's at. We're going to put it at a C. I'm sure people are still not going to like that it's a C, but yeah. I think that for right now is a reasonable way to meet in the middle. <laughs> so, next is Garfield's Christmas. It is. Yeah, now that one I gave a strong A. And I gave a strong S. Now that one had a reasonable amount of votes. Mm -hmm. It still was kind of sitting in the lower middle or something like mm -hmm. that. So, you gave it an S, I gave it an A. I, what do you think? Do we leave it at an A or do we make it S? To be honest with you, I'd be okay with giving this one an S because, yeah, I feel like, because here's another thing. A lot of the people that I saw, the people that did vote for this, they ranked it real high on their list. Okay. So I'm okay with bumping Garfield up to an S. To All right, I'll take that. Because to me, it is. I was going to have a hard time putting it down to an A. So. <laughs> it is mandatory viewing for me now. So I don't have as much sentimentality towards it, but I'm building sentimentality towards it now as an adult. So All right. S. that's fair. You know, you're, you're being cool about bumping up some of the ones you really disliked. So we can bump up Garfield. It is superior. All right. It's going to be an interesting one. Year Without Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, again, this was one that did okay with the public uh, ranking and stuff like that. But for me, I gave it a C. And I also gave it a C. Yeah, I don't know, folks. I mean, again, I feel like looking at where it ranked in your lists and stuff, I still I it feel like it C. stays at a C. Yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting. I thought maybe if it would have got a little bit more hardcore love from you guys out there, it might have been able to bump up to a B, but, uh, you know, sue us. I think we're leaving it at a C. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to one of the most contentious of them all, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Now, I said that I could go either C or D with this one, and because of my sentimental attachment to it, I gave it a C. You gave it an F. 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 Yeah, and I feel like it did get a little bit of love. There was a couple of mentions out there. Some people said they really liked this one, but uh, I don't know. I feel like this one's probably going to sit at that D. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Rudolph. You're great, <laughs> but poof, this was not one of your best adventures. Nope. And then moving on to the animated Twas the Night Before Christmas. We both really liked that one. I gave it a B. I gave it an A. Yeah, but this one did not rank so well with the did public not. out there. So I got to tell you, I think that maybe this one, it's actually probably going to be like a B or a C. I, I'd go B. You think it's still a B? B. Yeah, okay. I think we'll, we'll because I, we're the hosts and our votes matter more. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But since this is the geeking poetic list and everything, um, yeah, all right, let's yeah, put this in Yeah, I don't think it should B. go down below where we were because it did get some love. It did get some love and it, so it got some So I will knock mine down to a B. Okay, fair enough. And all right. You guys. So Twas the Night Before Christmas gets a B on the overall chart. Then we're moving into Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Now, this was the one that got almost no love from y'all out there. Um, and it got mediocre love from us. And I said it was a C. And I gave it a B. Yeah, I'm sorry, Meg. I think this one's going to have to take a notch down. I, yeah, I think it's going to have to be a C. Yeah, I think we'll leave this one at the C ranking. All you know? right, we'll so, do C. Okay, yeah, sorry. And then moving on to the last couple, we've got Jack Frost. Now, this was one, again, it didn't get a lot of love. A, lot of, a couple people said they really liked it. But it's one that you and I really liked, mm -hmm. and I gave it a solid B. I gave it a B as well. But other people out there just really didn't 
like it that much. I I feel like to I think we have to kind of give it a C. Well, I don't I don't know if I agree with that because I don't think they didn't like it. I think it's just wasn't in their top five. Mm, yeah, maybe. Okay. And it did get some love. It did get some love. Eh, I don't know. I, I I guess I'm gonna defer to you. If you feel like we should leave it at a B since we were both in agreement on this one. Because you gave it a B, right? I gave it a B, yeah. I yeah. think it should stay a B. All right, we'll leave it a B. If you people at home don't agree with us on that, and I'm sure you're going to tell us, you let us know in the comments. Because last but not least, we have the Disney entry on here, Mickey's Christmas Carol. I gave this one a solid A. Ditto. A. And this one did get a fair amount of love mm-hmm. on the list and in the group from people. So I think this one pretty comfortably sits in an A. I Absolutely. think it's I think it's fairly mandatory for not only us, but a lot of other people out there. Mm-hmm. So then Mickey comes in at A. All right. And that's it. You can take a look at the chart and see that that is the definitive list for part one. This is round one (laughs) of us talking about Christmas specials. There's tons of other ones out there, and I'm sure we're going to talk about them next year. We do have more holiday content coming up on the channel. So please check back with us. We, of course, appreciate your likes, your shares, your comments, and your subscribes. We do have a Patreon if you're interested in that as well. More than anything, we just thank you so much so much for watching and listening to us and everybody have a great however however you celebrate or if you don't celebrate have a great winter have a great holiday and if you're into this stuff don't forget to check back because we'll be talking more about the holidays and some fun uh sentimental stuff for us coming up real soon so see everybody bye guys